When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella. So go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is so number 114, the Terry Tate office linebacker being the 12th Titan of so <laughs> that one submitted by uh, Goody at real underscore Goody, Goody. on Twitter. He said uh, some good ones. I've seen a couple of his come in, I believe. Yeah. No, keep them coming. Keep them coming. Goody. Well done with that one. That's, you know, often forgotten about. And it just happened last year. Like it was literally late in the season last year that Terry Tate, the man known for his jumbotron antics and for his like successful, like I believe it was a Reebok campaign back in the day, uh, but used to be on the jumbotron at Titans games all the time. And they brought him back. They found the actor. They brought him back, made him the 12th Titan one week. So awesome on the Titans part. And uh, yeah, just shout out Terry Tate, office linebacker. Those are, that was just pure advertising genius back yeah no absolutely terry tate will die a legend he should honestly have his name in the ring of honor yes they should put terry terry tate up there right next to uh you know the titans great jeff fisher if they've got a spot for jeff fisher i think Terry Tate should be up there too and judge mills lane who was also a jumbo legend i in fact i think they should just put anyone who was a legend within the industry uh, or within the the franchise, I think you should get on there. Whether it's Jumbotron, uh, T Rack, and his antics. Heck, put T Rack's uh, uh, stylist in there. I mean, he goes through enough wardrobe changes. Oh yeah, it, yeah. It's, where... like, it's like the Met Gala, or, or I guess it would be the, the Oscars. <laughs> I mean, you go up, you go up on there, get an award, you come sit back down in a different right. dress. Yeah, that's that's T Rack. Oh, 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 real cool Met Gala. The really cool event you got there. We've got that every Sunday at Nissan Stadium. Oh, okay. yeah. And also try and make a raccoon look pretty because yeah. that happens here. Right. Yeah. Slay, girlfriend. Slay. <laughs> uh, <Josh> Queen. <laughs> this is probably the weirdest way we've ever started a podcast. Uh, Mr. Combos, you're on deck. You've got a good one. But if you yeah. want to submit a sewed title for next week, just tweet at us with something really obscure about the Titans, and we'll name the sewed after that and give you credit. So uh, get tweet them at Titan Up Pod to us, and we look. I've been writing them down. We've got like you know they flood in every week, and I write I write down the best ones, and we've got them uh, on on deck for future sods. So keep them coming, keep them coming, Tuppers. You guys are awesome. Uh, coming up on this sode, got Ben Arthur, uh, Tennessean. Ever heard of it? Uh, he's been on this podcast before. He's a previous uncle of the pod. Uh, Going to get into as much as we can with him. It, honestly, it's been a slow week, but, uh, you know, this is a guy who's been at the Combine. Uh, you know, he covered the draft extensively. We can we can get in some really good stuff with Ben Arthur. Excited to talk to him. Plus, 
a game on the Titans schedule. Well, I guess we know who the Titans are playing, but we know a date and time. The first one released for the Titans, Monday Night Football, against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Jack and I will break that game down um, because really it's the only thing we have to talk about this week. I've Plus, got beef with it. I've got beef with it. So, Oh, snap. Got beef with Buffalo. I've got, I've got beef. I mean, that's fitting, I guess, you know, considering their love for wings. And uh, Mike Keith said something that the Titans could be targeting a veteran wide receiver. Jack's hmm. got your your list of uh, potential names. Jack's put together a list. I love a good list. We're going to find the guy that the Titans are going to bring in. That's going to happen on this episode. That we will name the person, whoever the Titans sign from here until the day one of training camp. We will have named that person on this podcast. How many other podcasts can make that claim? Zero. Yep. None. That's right, Jack. Uh, but And, of course, we got to remember the title. But before we get into all that, first, let's get a word for um, Relax the Back. Yes, I love talking about our friends over at Relax the Back. CEO Glenn Ward has made it his mission to not just enhance sleep, but enhance lives. And Glenn, as I've told you before, he was involved in a serious wreck and, you know, a handful of years ago, he was looking at having multiple procedures done on his back, but he decided not to do that. He sought out preventative measures to correct his body through sleep technology and posture improvement. And they've got chairs over there, like uh, they've got reclining chairs, chairs you can work in that make sure you're sitting upright and keeping your posture correct throughout work. If you're hunched over at a computer like I am, I know you guys have a tight neck and tight back, but also... New product reveal from Relax the Back. Glenn Ward texted this to me today. It's called the Chirp Wheel. It's a circular device meant to relieve the tension in your back. You just literally lay back on it. It's under your back. You sit, you sit back and you start rocking. It reduces the tension and increases muscle mobility for those of you guys who have tight backs. You can also put it under your neck and have the same exact effect for, for your neck. Austin, I know you've recently had some back issues. Would you think the chirp wheel would be right for you? I need the chirp wheel more than I need air in my lungs right now because I have, I literally, I threw out my back last week uh, doing a workout of all things. Yeah, go figure. Uh, Just went too hard on the rower and literally my back popped and I was immobilized for like two days. And I'm still, like I've still got soreness in my back, my lower back. So, yeah, this chirp wheel is something that is like something I I, I wish Glenn Word had a, a Chicago office because I would literally be in there tomorrow. They are in Green Hills, though. So go check them out at 2020 Glen Echo Road. I've mentioned the Techno Gel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses to also help maximize your sleep for those of you who struggle to fall asleep. It's right across the road from the Green Hills Regal Movie Theater. And hey, if you don't live in Nashville, do not stress. You can still go online and grab the chirp wheel or grab a pillow or a mattress or one of those great chairs they have in there. Best part about it is you go in there. I, the first time I went in there, I stayed for an hour. I, I sat in just about everything they had. Um, but like I said, if you don't live in Nashville, no problem. Go check them out online, stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville and start feeling better today. And when you go in and you see Glenn, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. And with that said, let's talk Titan. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the 
What is up, Flameheads? Welcome to the Titan Up Podcast. Today is May 11th, 2022. May the 11th be with you. And Jack, I feel like it's it's about damn time that the freaking Tennessee Titans and Buffalo Bills get a damn room already. All right. It's a little gross, like how much these two meet up regularly. Yeah, it is. And it does feel like every single game comes down to the last possession, whether it was you remember Nick Williams, the wider, the, the, the white receiver that the Titans had playing slot who dropped that uh, touchdown pass and then was cut like the next week against Buffalo. I think the Titans lost like 10 to nine that week. And then last year, obviously the Josh Allen slip slash the Titans stop on fourth down. I mean, the games are always electric, no matter yeah. what, the, well, whether it's low scoring or high scoring. And don't forget, uh, I'd, two, I'd like to be in the same division. As I want two cracks at them every year. Don't forget Tuesday night football two years ago. Good point. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people something forget. Something crazy you know? is bound to happen when these and, two teams meet up. And these games are always in prime time. It's, uh, it's, you know, you've got. Uh, it was Tuesday night football a couple years ago. I believe it was Sunday night football um, last year. Uh, I believe. When Derrick Henry uh, was, popped off that 70 yarder, it was either Sunday or Monday night. It was, it was definitely prime time. It may have been Monday. It may have been Monday. So, yeah, and then here again, Monday night, only this time it's in Buffalo. Ah. And, and I look, and I don't want to rain on this parade because it is nights. Look, I know beggars can't be choosers. Titans, we, we, this is a franchise that up until probably last year w- didn't get any love when it came to primetime games. Not and as now much we're as they starting. Right? What, say what? Not as much as they should have gotten. Right, right. Then, like last year's, like the tides are starting to turn, starting to get some more primetime games. Um, and this is coming from a, a franchise that literally there were many years uh, that they didn't have any primetime games, like zero. They, like sometimes they wouldn't even get the Thursday night game. Uh, <laughs> it was like it was <laughs> it was brutal. Uh, and so I look. I know beggars can't be choosers. But here I am about to choose uh, as a beggar because it is uh, it's part of a double header like the, the week yeah. two Monday night football. What is with this double header Monday night football matchup? Does that mean? Look, all I want to know, are we getting Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on the call or are that, we not? See, that's where my beef lies. I mentioned that I had beef about this. this yeah, schedule. you do have beef about this. Yeah. I'm I'm pissed because the Titans Bills game kicks off at 6:15 on Monday night, week two, which sucks. But go on, on ESPN. It, but the Eagles and Vikings, which is a much worse matchup. I mean, when you're talking about like entertainment value, right? The Vikings and Eagles, especially Kirk Cousins on primetime versus a Jalen Hurts, and I get it. You want to see AJ Brown in an Eagles uniform early, but. The Titans Bills matchup should be everything you need. You shouldn't have to put a game, you right. start a game halfway through this, which is essentially what's going to happen because you, you know you give them an hour and fifteen minutes, they're going to be about at halftime when when the next game kicks off. I, I hate it. You want to give the Titans and the Bills the biggest spotlight you can because of how interesting those games have been in years past. But you throw in this throwaway Vikings Eagles game, I hate yeah. it. I really don't it, like it. This is a week one move uh that they're pulling on week two for whatever reason and uh it's also just a weak move by espn like why are you not giving titans bills the due that they deserve i mean this is the number one seed in the afc last year versus what the number three seed in the afc last year yeah i think that's like exactly this is a, and a game that has been hella entertaining for the last two years 
This is the year three. This is year three. And it's finally in Buffalo, which look, if they're going to do an early start time, better to do an early start time on the road. I hope that Buffalo traffic sucks. <laughs> People are late getting to their seats. By the time they sit down, Derrick Henry has already rattled off two 70 yarders. Uh, that's what I hope for, or at least thrown at least one of their defensive backs into the stands. Um, but I, I don't know. I just feel like, it's it's fine and like we're getting these leaks but like the schedule announcement i believe is thursday night um and we're getting these leaks about like you know certain games here and there we got a rams broncos game on christmas day uh going up against the nba on christmas day that's a bullshit. the nfl will win any battle the nfl is going to win right it's so mean of the nfl yeah you know that's bully ball I always felt like Christmas was an NBA thing, you know, like I kind of grew accustomed to that. I liked the idea of, you know, like the, the and they always do the special jerseys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their best matchups on Christmas day. And now here the NFL is like, give me, give me my due. And it's <laughs> like, damn like, Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Why do you got to use that voice NFL? Like chill out, dude. Like, geez, you already own every other day of the year. When it comes to the games between the Titans and bills, like we've said, I oh, mean, wait, they're wait, always crazy. Sorry, one last note on that Rams Broncos game. It's also a Nickelodeon broadcast, which means we get Christmas Day slime cannons. Okay. Hell yes. That okay. Hell I feel, yes. That's better. I can deal yeah. with that. I feel okay. You know what? Yeah, destroy the NBA <laughs> NFL. If you're gonna give us Christmas Day slime cannons, do whatever the hell you want. So six of the last seven matchups between the Bills and Titans have been desi- decided by seven points or less. The only game that wasn't decided by seven points or less was the Tuesday night football game when the Titans absolutely obliterated the Bills. That was so I, much I mean, fun. Let, let's run down the scores of these. In 2021, the Titans won 34-31. Obviously, the Titans won 42-16 on that Tuesday night football game. The Bills won the, the matchup before that in 2019. They've played in four consecutive seasons. The Bills won 14-7 in 2019. Bills won 13-12 in 2018. Oh. Bills won 14-13 in 2015. You can almost like guess like which of those games were held in Buffalo. Exactly. It's always no, like the low scoring, like slobber knocker games. That That's are... exactly right. The, the one exception being the 2012 game, Titans won 35-34. But every single one of these games is decided by pretty much a field goal. Yeah. I, I mean, there's like three of those games decided by one point. Right. So it, that's why I'm upset with the NFL. Just saying, you know what? Titans bills might not be good enough. Let's throw Eagles Vikings on there. No, 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 no. Eagles Vikings is not good enough. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Everything you could want. Yeah, give us Kirk Cousins in prime time. That's one thing America wants to see. I'm upset about that, but you know, you know what? But that's just that's just AJ Brown getting over on the Titans once more. At least the Titans are on prime time. I think I think most viewers will decide to watch that game instead of the the Kirk Cousins game. I will say this, and I know it's I know it's way too early to actually break down games. But obviously, I think, you know, the Titans, they need to watch out for Josh Allen's arm. You know, obviously, that just goes yeah, without saying. A, yeah, good game. Plan. Uh, but they also need to take note of Buffalo's ground attack. Okay. They, they Look, Buffalo can produce dangerous drives. Okay. Oh, and I say really? this because uh, just this week, in fact, yesterday, on Monday of this week, the head of New Era... You know the baseball cap company, oh, yeah, yeah, based out of Buffalo. One of the, they they make baseball caps for the country's biggest sports leagues. He was arraigned on a felony charge Monday in Buffalo, 
after allegedly driving his vehicle toward his girlfriend's ex-husband during an argument over the weekend. Jack, Christopher Koch, 61 years old, released without bail after appearing in city court on felony reckless endangerment charge. Get this. He's accused of intentionally driving toward the ex-husband when the man got out of his vehicle in a Buffalo restaurant parking lot on Saturday. Um, I'm sorry. What? It sounds like Christopher uh, was on Coke. Yeah. Hey, Titans, you better be careful when you go to Buffalo. Okay. I know they don't call it new era field anymore. It's got like a new name, but still, you know, just be anywhere in Buffalo. If like, if this dude sees like Kevin Byard in a parking lot, who knows? He could go after him. He could try and run over him with his car. Yeah. It's like happy Gilmore on the 18th hole. I mean, you gotta, even when you're on the <laughs> yeah. field, you gotta be looking both ways. Yeah, and then they're going to go to the Sizzler and grab some grub afterwards. <laughs> Damn it, Jack. I love you when you make movie references. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I just something to keep an eye out for. All right. Christopher Koch, if you're if you see him in and around the Buffalo area, just I don't know, get behind a tree or something. Uh, Jack, also one last thing on the on the record thing. The Tennessee Titans, the strength of schedule rankings have come out. First place schedule, it's going to be a tough year, right? You would think so, right? You know, like it's obviously you get the AFC West. You got you the got better the-, the Titans are, the harder their schedule is going to be. Oh yeah, right. Well, the the Rams come in this year with the hardest schedule uh, in the NFL. Makes sense. Super Bowl, Super Bowl champions. champions. Uh, then the Cardinals, then the Bengals. Who I I have a I don't know if I've given this take on this podcast or not, but I think the Bengals are going to have a serious letdown year. No, I agree. I mean, let, let's let's be realistic about it. I, I mean, that team was not a complete team. That team went on yeah. the run because Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase were playing with their heads on fire. And I'm yeah. not saying that they're not a good team. I'm no, just saying this, that division is going to be much improved. Lamar, if he's healthy for the whole season, that should be the Ravens division. The Browns with Deshaun Watson, assuming that he plays a few games right. at least, they should be much improved. The Steelers, Steelers are, with Mitch Trubisky? Yeah, or Kenny Pickett's small hands. They, yeah. They're not as big of a threat, right? <laughs> not as big, no. But, uh, but yeah, th- to me, the Bengals were like George McFly uh, punching Biff. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, they punched him <laughs> once. But, like, does that automatically make them, like, the coolest guy in town? It did for George McFly, but I don't see it happening for the Bengals. Yeah, anybody can throw one punch, but can you do it 17 times with a really tough schedule? Thank when, you. When, every, when, when a target is on your back, teams are going right. to be hunting the Bengals for the first time, maybe ever. Yeah. So Let, let's see the Bengals throw a punch at next year's enchantment under the sea dance. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. The and uh, and then you got the Buccaneers, 49ers, Chiefs. Those are the top five. Okay. Notice I didn't say the Titans. Notice the Titans weren't in there. Yeah, I'm okay? waiting for them. Okay. What about the what about uh, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, or tenth? They in there? No Titans in there either. I wonder if this okay. is because right. of the AFC South. But I mean, when yeah. you're playing the AFC West, you're playing a first place schedule. You're playing the Bills on the road. They've yeah. got to be somewhere soon, right? Okay. What about uh 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, or 15th? They've yeah. got it. That, that's that's the wheelhouse. I feel like they're in there. Nope, not in there either, Jack. What about okay. 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, or 20th? They come on. They've got to be right. They've got. Uh, to be. This is this is ridiculous. Jack, 
they're not in there either. Did they replace the AFC West with the NFC East? I mean, who's right? making these? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining, Jack. I would love to have the 31st or the 32nd worst, uh, uh, just like easiest schedule. Uh-huh. Jack, coming in at 21st of toughest schedule in the NFL, the Miami Dolphins, but coming in at 22nd, <laughs> the Green Bay Packers, but coming in at 23rd. Okay, your Baltimore Ravens. Uh, but coming in at 24th, the Chicago Bears. Really? And tied for 24th, your Tennessee Titans. Wait, so, okay, you've got the list up, right? Yes. Where, where are the Colts in all of this? The Colts are, okay, and that's actually an important question. The Colts are actually tied for 26. So they're oh, literally man. the notch below the Titans. So they are tied for, 20, tied for 26 with the Jaguars. Okay. Uh, the Titans opponents have a 471 huh. win percentage from last year. And <laughs> the uh, the Colts and Jaguars have a 460. That is where the Texans? Uh, the Texans. The Texans are 19th. So the Texans oh, have the toughest, <laughs> toughest. The toughest schedule of the uh, division. So. That's the that's whoever made this these rankings just pretty much saying the AFC South is terrible. Yes, they're yes. going to play each other twice. It's not going to be tough games. Titans and Colts should take care of business. Mm. Uh, Maybe so. that's why the Texans are nineteenth because they don't have a team in the division they can beat twice. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, it's you're probably right, dude. Um, so yeah. So uh, anyway, so on the back end, um, uh, that that's that does it for our uh, our schedule talk. But um, on the back end of this, we are going. We're going to talk to Ben Arthur right now. And then we're going to talk uh, Mike Keith. He's got a list of wide receivers. Mm-hmm. List of wide wide receivers that he thinks the Titans could bring in. Uh, what do we think? What do we think? We'll get into that uh, right after uh, Ben Arthur. But before we get to Ben Arthur, Jack. I believe you have got a uh, a word. Yes, from Doctor Hecklin's. Uh, let's yeah, let's get a little dentist talking here, Doctor Hecklin's Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. This place is off Whitebridge Road in West Nashville. I went in on Wednesday last week, so by the time I read our ad read on Tuesday, I had not gone in. On Wednesday, I went in, got a free teeth cleaning. The nicest dentists I've ever been around, and I've I've been to the dentist before. I mean, not as much as I should have been going but you know it it all works out it's a family dentistry like i said located in west nashville they're open five days a week with a super friendly staff i met dr hecklin i met dr brayden dr smiley perfect name for the dentist by the way yeah one of that is that is on the mount rushmore of dentist names he he wasn't in but i met pretty much the whole staff they were great people that i felt comfortable when i was in there when you're in the chair you can put on espn like i did and I went in the middle of the day, so I was kind of just watching Sports Center. But if there's day baseball on, you can you can pick your day you want to go to the dentist. T- time it up with a, with a game you want to watch. Another thing, they are always available. It says they're only open five days a week, but if you're you know if you go in there and you have an emergency that needs to be fixed on Saturday, they're able to do it. Uh, these people are are incredible. We talk about range in this industry. They treat in, people from the ages of two to one hundred and four years old. Two to 104. They're super experienced staff. They do anything that, that you might have a problem with. If you need a crown, they'll do it. You need veneers, 
got it. Smile Makeovers, they'll do that too. Go check them out off White Bridge Road in West Nashville. And when you go in there and you see Dr. Hecklin, mention A to Z Sports for 10% off on Core Whitener. And now let's get the better on us. We're joined now by a returning uncle of the podcast uh, back a family. We always love it when a family tree member uh, returns because that means we did not scare them off the first time. Am I right, Jack? Uh, it, he, you know him as the Titans reporter for your Tennessee and uh, he's so good at, at his job. And if you're not already following him on Twitter, you need to do so because it just adds more Titans content to your feed. He is at Ben Y Arthur on Twitter and he is Ben Arthur off of Twitter. Ben, how are you, dude? <laughs> I'm good. Awesome, Jack. Good to be with you gentlemen again. Uh, we had a pretty good time uh, from what I remember. I, it's been what, maybe closer to when I first joined the, the beat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like right, I think right before training camp. So um, it's been a minute, but good to see you. Um, yeah, see your faces again. Yeah, yeah likewise. Absolutely. I yes, and and you do remember correctly. We had a great time. It was probably the best time any of us have ever had. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to, you know, I don't want to toot our own horn, but it was pretty awesome. It was epic. <laughs> some were saying people are still talking about that episode. Uh, but Ben, okay, I feel like this is like finally you have a moment to breathe because you were at the combine. Then obviously the draft comes and I mean, any Titans fan knows how, just how wild of an NFL draft that was for the Titans trading away who you thought was going to be a, you know, a generational talent, like a, a guy who was going to be a Titan for life, trading him away in the first round and, and almost like kind of starting over from scratch, getting a quarterback. It was just a wild draft. I, like, have you had a chance to just like, kick your feet back and just relax for like 10 minutes? Yeah, I mean, I'd say this week has kind of been my my chance to, to do so. I mean, during the draft, as you said, man, that was quite the frenzy because we were, you know, me and the other beat reporters, we were, we were all at Titans headquarters for the draft. We were all like watching it together. The, the PR team, they had like a spread out for us and with the TVs and, and snacks and food and and we all like got the notification simultaneously from I think it was Schefter who uh, who broke that news about the AJ trade of the Eagles. And we were all just like, oh, my God, like <laughs> just looking at each other and, you know, and yeah, it, it was it was nuts. Um, the 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 trade was nuts, I, I think, kind of in the moment it's like, oh, my God, what what what's going on? Like, what what are the Titans doing? Then you kind of learn more and. Um, about kind of maybe what AJ's stance was and, and, you know, you, you just kind of get, I got to a point to where like, okay, the Titans felt like they had to trade him since they felt that way. I, I I don't have like a problem with what they were able to get um, just in terms of the draft draft capital wise. And then just, I think you look at their entire class, it's maybe, at least on paper, right? We don't know until these guys hit the field, but um, just on paper, I mean, it looks like their strongest class since um, the AJ class of, of 2019, at least on paper. Um, right. So, um, so yeah, kind of your first question, it, it kind of has been now for me to kind of catch my breath 
and it'll be good to see the the, the rookies at rookie minicamp, which is Friday and Saturday um, this week. So, um, but yeah, it's it's been quite the frenzy. But but I'm just interested to see how all these pieces fit, uh, especially on offense, right? I mean, with Traylon Burks and then Malik Willis. When exactly is he going to play? And and um, the O line they drafted, uh, lineman they drafted, Nicholas uh, Petit Frere. So. Um, so fun times are ahead for sure. So, you know, on draft night, you hear that there's been a trade. Titans are trading up to 18. They're getting uh, a, the 18th and a third round pick in exchange for A.J. Brown. What, now that we've had some time away from the event, I know that me and Austin were both kind of like, what in the hell are the Titans doing right now? <laughs> now that we've had enough time in between, you know, then and now, yeah, what, what, the what hell is, were the Titans doing? <laughs> no, no, <I'm> just <laughs> well, what 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 are what are your thoughts on it? Because obviously the Titans lose a known commodity. They get one of the best receivers in the draft in Burks. But I mean, this is a team that's trying to win a Super Bowl this season. And I know a lot of people say that maybe those plans have changed since that trade. Do you think that those plans have changed? I, I don't think those plans have changed, but it's, um, I, I mean, from their perspective, right? But but on paper right now, it's kind of hard to see that they're better. I mean, if Traylon Burks is like 90% of what AJ was, like even if Traylon Burks en- ends up like what AJ was like as a rookie, right? Like, and, and they had similar comps uh, coming out. They have a similar playing style. They have similar size, similar speed similar yards after the catch potential if Traylon Burks can be what AJ was and then you add Robert Woods and he gets healthy and he gives you what kind of a quality veteran receiver is supposed to give you then then yeah they 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 could be fine but then there are a lot of ifs right like there's no guarantee that Traylon Burks is going to be like AJ and that that's a ton of pressure uh, for obvious reasons and then with Robert Woods, I mean, he's, I mean, as great as he's been, he's 30. Um, he's coming off a torn ACL that was suffered in, in November. I think we all saw last year how it took guys coming off a torn ACLs a, a while to kind of get to themselves. I mean, we saw what Chandler Jones did to Taylor Lewan in, in week one. Uh, we saw Bud Dupree take a while to kind of get in, in a rhythm. Uh, so, you're kind of with the way things have set up with AJ out the picture, you're really banking on Robert Woods being healthy from the go, like from week one, like if he's not out there week one and, you know, at least close to a hundred percent, like that, that's going to be a problem. Um, So, so yeah, I I don't think the expectations have changed, but I, I certainly think there's, there's, there, there's a lot more, uncertainty um with with the way kind of the the offense is with with the team the way the team is constructed now because there were so many things that the titans offense needed to do with aj there and now you you now he's gone he's kind of like your probably your most valuable offensive player in the long term at a premium position a 24 year old star receiver um and so yeah that's gonna sting but I think if Traylon Burks can give you something and Robert Woods, the, the, the ACL thing isn't an issue in the months ahead, I think they'll, they'll be fine. Um, so I think kind of right now it's hard to say like, 
you know, how much better the Titans are um, or, or not. Because I think right now they're not just because Robert Woods isn't out there. Traylon Brooks is a rookie. We haven't even seen him hit the field yet. And you gave up your number one receiver. I think right now you can't say that you right now you say they're behind. But again, if Brooks pans out and if Woods pans out, I think uh, they, they could be in, in good shape. Those are two like very big ifs is the problem. Exactly. So my, my question, Ben, is do you think that like, do you see the Titans potentially adding a, a veteran wide receiver between now and the start of training camp, like bringing in someone else? Because there are plenty of names left out there currently that you could, and I know they're kind of up against it when it comes to the cap. They get a, a little bit of money kicked back to them once the Julio deal comes up exactly. first. But uh, like, do you, could you see them maybe even just signing someone for like a one-year deal, you know, and, and maybe like, a, I don't know, some sort of like high signing bonus or something to where you could, you could bring them in for one year to where you can kind of be a, just a stopgap year. And if it works out, maybe you resign them next year, but bring in some help to where it's that way you don't, you're not banking on both ifs, you know, like Robert Woods, exactly. if he comes back or, or if Traylon Burks pans out, like those are again, two big ifs that you kind of, I guess, help your case a little bit. Do you, can you see the Titans doing that? Yeah, I, I could see them doing that. And, and again, right. Like from, from a financial standpoint, it's tough as you kind of alluded to that they do have uh, the, the extra money from the, the, well, the cap space, I should say from the Julio Jones trade kicking in um, on June 2nd, but, um, but yeah, I, I could see them, bringing someone in, as you said, maybe, maybe a one-year deal because right now it's because Robert Woods isn't playing like football right now. Like it's really like Traylon Burks, who's never played a snap in the NFL is your guy. Well, I, I guess you have Nick Westbrook, Akina, who that's right. From that's the right. Titans perspective. That's our the guy Titans right perspective, there. Yeah. From the Titans perspective, you hope he kind of takes a leap and I guess heading into camp as of right now, he's probably, your top guy just because Woods isn't playing and Burks is a rookie. So, um, but yeah, the, the, there just isn't a, a lot of depth there. Like it's those that are healthy right now. It's NWI, Traylon Burks, the fifth round rookie, Kyle Phillips, Des Fitzpatrick, who needs to show them something this year after not doing anything um, as a fourth rounder last year. Um, and yeah, those, those are the, the biggest guys of, of note. So, yeah, you, you I list those names and like there isn't a lot there. So, so yeah, I, I could see them bringing in someone, um, maybe not a guy that people would expect, like like a Jarvis Landry or, or a Will Fuller that I see floating in Titans Twitter just because <laughs> the price might not be there uh, as far as where the Titans are. Um, but, but I could see them bringing in, um, a, an additional piece, like just for depth, um, kind of that stopgap, stopgap option and, and kind of shore up that room. Um, and then, you know, again, hoping that in time Burks and, and Woods kind of give you what you need. Yeah, I, I like that. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to quote you on NWI wide receiver one right now. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's going to have to be. 
the plan going forward in camp. For, tech, like, frankly, he was he was our wide receiver. He, this podcast right wide receiver one oh, going yeah. into last year's camp. So mm-hmm. it and only really makes the sense. year before when he was an undrafted free agent. But, Definitely. Uh, without question. We've always been <laughs> high on NWI. We love that guy. But um, so on day three, the Titans made a few picks that I, I honestly have fallen in love with. Chigo Conklu, the tight end out of Maryland. Titans fans love a good tight end out of Maryland. Shout out Frank Wycheck. Oh, shout out Frank Wycheck. And then they draft the second receiver of the draft. You figured the second would be coming because, you know, you enter the draft. You need to add a guy around A.J. and Julio. You replace A.J., you still got to find another guy. They've, they drafted Nick Williams out of UCLA. Um, they've kind of had trouble out of that You slot. mean Kyle Phillips? Kyle Phillips. Kyle Phillips, my bad. Yeah. Kyle Phillips out of UCLA. They, they've had trouble out of the slot. Right. They, they've yeah. tried guys like Khalif Raymond, Taewon Taylor, uh, Adam Humphreys, Chester Rogers, just a bunch of guys that haven't really worked out and worked out for more than a year, at least. What what do you what do you like about those two players? Because, uh, you know, you got to see a at the combine. I don't think Phillips was there. Actually, he was there. He ran a slow 40, though. Um, what, what do you think that those two guys can add in their rookie season? I know it's a lot you know, to, to be productive as a day three pick in your rookie year. But do you think that either of those guys can contribute, you know, a, a solid amount to this Titans offense? Yeah, I think I, I really like the Chiga Conquo uh, addition, especially because at this point, it seems like the Titans have some depth, like with the tight end room too now. Like you're not bringing in Chig to be TE1, right? Like right away, like you have Austin Hooper, Jeff Swaim gave you more than expected last year. Um, and then you can kind of bring Chig along. Uh, he has two guys ahead of him, two veterans who, who kind of know the ropes. And, and hopefully in time, Chig can be like that top option. And he has, certainly has the tools uh, from an athletic standpoint. Uh, I believe he, he had the fastest 40 at the combine with the, with the four, five, two. Um, he's a great pass catcher, uh, not, I don't think he's where the Titans want him to, to be as a blocker, but, but he's certainly a willing blocker. I think, you know, a lot of times you just, with with the Titans, their mindset is can, you know, are, are these guys kind of willing to learn or do they have the willing, do they show like on tape, is there the willingness and and the effort, the potential to do that? And and I think Chig kind of fits that bill. Um, So I, so, so again, I, I would say Chig is maybe farther along as a pass catcher, but um, I think being in that Titan system, kind of really understanding what is expected of him as a blocker and then having two guys ahead of him, I think you have a really good situation in that room where you can bring him along um, at the right pace, which is, is like the total contrast to what Traylon Burks is going to be asked of in, in the receiver room, but but I did really like the Chig Aconquo addition and, and Kyle Phillips too. Again, you know, he, he's probably he's one of my favorite guys uh in this draft class. As you mentioned, Jack, he's not he's not very fast, but man, he's he he's a very precise uh route runner, gets in and out of breaks. Um he has foot he might not have track speed, but I think he has football speed. I think it kind of shows up on film as a little guy, I think he gets after it in, in the blocking uh, as well. Like I've seen a, you know, a couple of clips of him, like really want to try, try and like lay guys out or really embrace contact. Um, and he, he seems to be a tailor-made 
slot receiver, uh, you know, for, for the Titans. And, and, and so, you know, again, we, we have to kind of see how it all works out, but on paper, um, that's, that was certainly near the top, the top of the Titans needs, um, on offense. And so I, I really like both those guys. I, I think in what was a pretty deep rookie class, those are probably two, two of the guys who are going to have some of the biggest roles, um, you know, apart from Burks, um, you know, coming in, in 2022. Do you think it's uh, Austin Hooper or Jeff Swaim's job to mentor Chig? <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was going to come up in some form or the other. Um, yeah, what was your was... what was your take on the whole Tannehill? Uh, look, I'm not here to mentor Malik Willis uh, situation. I, I can see why people. Well, I'll start with saying I can see why people were upset. Um, the way he said it, and you could also debate whether he, like, I think what I'll say this, what Ryan Tannehill said is not an uncommon uh, mindset that NFL guys have like this uber competitive league where you have this short window of time to kind of be, be the guy. And, and, you know, you're, you're always fighting for your place and, and, it's not a lot of these guys, they don't look at mentorship as kind of, um, I mean, it's not, it's not their rest responsibility. You, you like them to, um, but then I'd also say that mentorship doesn't just because Tannehill may not want to mentor Malik Wills doesn't mean that he won't be like respectful towards him or like yeah, right. give him help and advice as needed. Doesn't mean like he has to bring Malik, to, to the side and always kind of be like, it's not his, like he said, it's not his job to be his mentor, but they'll, I think they, as long as they have a healthy competitive relationship, there's, there's no issue with that. Um, and as I said, a lot of guys in the NFL have that same um, kind of mindset. Um, so, so again, I, I think, you know, I don't think he should have said it. I, I don't think he should have said it publicly, at least the way he said it, but, I don't have a problem with having that mindset, especially, you know, you look at how much he's getting paid uh, and, and the, 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 at the position he plays the most important um, in football Tannehill believes he, he still has it. And, you know, he's fully entitled to, to kind of, you know, believe that. So um, I, I know why it made headlines, but my point is like, I don't have like really a problem with that mindset because a lot of guys do. So is it Logan Woodside's job to mentor Malik Willis? <laughs> yeah, I think I think Woodside's day, Wood uh, Logan's days are are probably numbered. Um, well, you say that you say of, that, but this is a guy who like cannot be killed. He we call him the uh, we call him the cockroach, the cockroach. because he, he like yeah, no. he will be around like fifty years from now. Logan Woodside will still be QB three on this roster somehow. <laughs> I don't know how. But he will be. No, he's yeah. He he gets after it. I, I don't. There have been a handful of guys at this point who, who the Titans have brought in. It seems every year to try and beat him out, and he <laughs> and he sticks around. I, but, I don't know. But it's I think like, he might the, the, he, he he might have naked photos of Rabel somewhere. Like I don't like God. or photos of his is like his son pooping. Or he something. needs to keep I don't those know. photos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't comment on that. <laughs> I can't confirm or deny that. Um, but yeah, look, the, the Titans, 
Titans aren't going to keep three quarterbacks on the roster, right? Like, right. you know, Tannehill's going to be there. Malik Willis is a third rounder. You're not going to cut him. He's potentially your guy for the future. Um, Woodside is the odd man out. You could probably get him back on the practice squad. You still have all three. Um, but, but yeah, maybe, maybe Woodside would be more open to, to helping Willis. I don't, I don't know. Um, but I just really want to find a mentor for Malik Willis, just so he can kind of put all this behind us. I'm just looking for anyone. So if you know of anyone, you know, maybe, uh, you know, we can, we can kind of help find Is Charlie Whitehurst mentor. still in Nashville. I feel like that. Could I'm be sure he is, you know, yeah. somewhere modeling something. I don't know. So Ben, last thing from me, we're not a big X's and O's podcast, but I think it's, I think it should be mentioned you know that losing dane crookshank to the bears austin has his beers shirt on not bears but beers um after losing dane crookshank you know the titans were last season the team that ran the most dime packages uh on on the defensive side of the ball in the nfl 17 percent of the time the titans were in dime package on defense they lose dane crookshank who was essentially the tight end eraser as he had been dubbed here they sign aj moore you know formerly of the texans he doesn't have a lot of nfl experience taking snaps on defense. He's more of a mm-hmm. special teams ace. Yeah. And then they go out and, you know, they address it. I thought they did fine in addressing it in the draft. You get Theo Jackson, Nashville kid from Tennessee. How do you see that battle playing out? Who do you believe will be the Titans or, or the Titans guy to stop tight ends next season? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, it, it's kind of, it kind of remains to, to be seen, I think AJ Moore will be on the roster. You look at—I don't remember exactly what his contract was, but but he's getting a lot of guaranteed money. Um, so, so yeah, obviously for special teams he'll be there, but I think he'll probably as with with the Crookshank subtraction, he'll have a, a bigger role on defense um, here in, in Nashville than he did in Houston. So. I think AJ Moore will obviously have his opportunities and, and Theo Jackson is, um, you know, really interesting prospect too, because I think it was really just this past year uh, for Tennessee that he had um, like a really, really productive year. It kind of came out of nowhere and and he has a lot of versatility. Um, He has a good size. And so um, obviously as a six rounder, uh, nothing is, is guaranteed, but I think, um, I think those two guys will battle it out. I think in the secondary, it's going to be really interesting to see how all this shakes out because not only at safety, but I think at corner, um, there's a lot of versatility there. And for sub packages, like I wouldn't be surprised if at times we see, um, McCreary out there with, with Fulton, and, you know, and Farley, if he's healthy or um, or with with Molden, um, I think there, there's a lot of mix and match opportunities. And, and I think versatility was a priority uh, for the Titans when, when they kind of were addressing the secondary. Um, and um, so I, I don't I don't have I don't know who, who's going to be that guy right now. It's obviously a need because you just look at the, the way tight ends play. In the NFL now, it seems like so many teams have these um, top pass catchers um, at that position. And so someone is going to have to carve out that role. I don't know if it's going to be Theo or AJ Moore or, or someone else. 
Um, but but I do think what the Titans did, they, they've given themselves a, a lot of uh, versatility with, um, with with the guys they've added with opportunity uh, to, to mix and match um, guys and, and in different lineups and, and sub packages, especially. So um, it's going to be a fun battle to watch. Um, but I do think because of Crookshank leaving, Theo Jackson does have a good chance of, of, of making the team. Okay. Um, last thing, super last thing. I lied. Um, do you think the Titans are done adding in the secondary? I know that they've kind of, you know, they haven't been afraid to make moves after, you know, in May or after May. Um, do you, do you think that they may have another move in the secondary left in them? Uh, in the secondary? No. I mean, if anything, I mean, the, to me, like I only really see them adding on offense at this point, just because there are still so many question marks there, right? Like, mm-hmm. especially on like the offensive line, you go into the draft, like having these two holes to fill. And at this point, I don't think anyone can really say they've really addressed those holes or have defined starters at those holes. Um, so um, I think old line is the number one priority. I, I think they could add like another, like a veteran tackle or a veteran guard. I, I don't know. Um and maybe a veteran receiver, as we talked about earlier in the show. Um, I don't foresee an addition on the secondary, um, but as we kind of get closer to football activities and Caleb, and if Caleb Far, worst case scenario, Caleb Farley isn't making that progress um, that you'd expect him to, then yeah, I think um, we could see, you know, another move, um, particularly at cornerback. Um, so. Um, but as of right now, I, I think the Titans are pretty happy with where the defense is. Um, obviously, they didn't really address the front at all. I mean, they didn't they didn't take a D lineman or outside backer at all. Um, and then they just added Chance Campbell, who who's going to be a special teams guy in oh, a yeah. in a deep inside yeah in a, in a deep inside linebacker room. And so and then I think any questions they had in the secondary, they've addressed already so um i think as of right now i i wouldn't foresee um foresee a, a move there uh titans rookie from the draft last question before we get you out of here titans rookie from the draft that you think will have the biggest impact in 2022 is Ooh. I'm, I'm gonna say Traylon burks um okay. there's That's obviously fair. yeah there's obviously a lot going to be a lot of pressure um on him and you know fair or not because of aj brown leaving but i just think because of the opportunity the abundance of opportunity he's going to have because aj isn't here and with the uncertainty with robert woods as we talked about and and the depth chart at receiver, as again, as we talked about, not looking that great, he's <laughs> going to have all the opportunity yeah. in the world to be the guy. Mm-hmm. And so I'd say based on that alone, I'd put Traylon Burks at number one. And then you didn't ask for number two, but I, I'd probably put Kyle Phillips just behind him. Wow. Ooh, bonus um, answer. Bonus answer. All right. Yeah. Okay. And, and for the yeah. same reason. Because yeah, of for, for just the same the reason, abundance of opportunity. Um, and then depending on Caleb Farley, like if Caleb Farley isn't right, then Roger McCreary would be at the top of the list too. But I'd, I'd say for right now, Traylon Burks, number one, and then Kyle Phillips, number two. Ooh, I like Okay, that. I like there that you go. Look, that's the kind of insight you're going to get from Matt, Ben, Y, Arthur on Twitter. Ben Arthur of the Tennessean. 
Nashville's paper. Guys, uh, give him a follow. It literally will make your timeline better. And we, we talk, Jack and I talk about it all the time. You want your timeline to be full of Titans content. Ben Arthur is one of those must follow guys uh, if you're a Titans fan. So Ben, dude, thank you so much for the time. This was, uh, I don't know if this was as good for you as it was for us, but we <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed this. And uh, I will say, I mean, this might have lived up to expectations. This might have <laughs> been as epic of a podcast as the last one was. No, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, and and thanks again, and thanks again, guys, for having me on. Like, hit me up anytime. I know Jack. I think you would text to me. I, I forgot to like respond to you, and then you had to text me back. But really, like, seriously, guys, like, whenever if I have time, like, I'll I'll make time for you guys. Like, you yeah. guys make it fun, and uh, so you know, happy to be on and and talk we're, about the team. Hey, man, we're you didn't definitely have to tell everybody that you ghosted me, okay? We, we get it. You're, you're a busy guy. Yeah, that was like a subtle yeah. flex. Like, subtle yeah. Flex. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all right, Ben. I literally, Jack texts me all the time, and I'm just like, not this guy again. Jeez. So not I get true. it. Uh, uh, no, but Ben, you're going. we're going to make sure you regret ever saying that you want to come back on because we will hit you up again very soon mm-hmm. uh, to join Good. us again. Thank you so much for your insight, dude. And you have a, uh, and, and good luck at uh, rookie OTAs. So you're, you're, you're going to compete in them, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. going to bring out my shorts and um, <laughs> my, 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 um, my cleats and, and, you know, Mike Rabel, he told me to come out and compete. So that's yeah. what I'm going to do. That, look, um, the wide receiver position is thin, man. I, I know, I know. <laughs> and and, and I'll, I'll say this too. Like when I used to cover the Seahawks and I don't remember what point in the year it was. I think it might've also been OTAs, but like, I was just like minding my own business, watching the guys and Pete Carroll came up to me and, and said, Hey, did, do you, do you play? Like, this is straight, like <laughs> no Pete way. Carroll, the Pete Carroll, the USC legend, Super Bowl winning coach, Pete Carroll. Yeah you know, was asking like if I played football because, you know, I have that. Like, what do you, frame, what do you so. even say to that? <laughs> yeah. Like I just, you know, I was just kind of too, like, I couldn't believe it was coming out of his mouth. Like, I mean, because I play basketball and so I just told him that, but like, now that I'm thinking back on that, on that conversation, I should have told him, yeah, I play. Yeah. Like, what am I getting a tryout? That's you what I should have told him. Yeah. You could have Frank Abagnaled yourself into a roster spot for the Seahawks. You could have, you could have, you could have probably fit it at running back for those guys after Carson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And heck, still there. I, I would have, you know, probably tried at quarterback too. Like with Russell Wilson <laughs> gone, like and Drew Locke. You know, there's no way. Yeah. I, yeah, there's no like I'd I'd, I'd I'd give Drew Locke and what's his uh, Geno Smith a run for their money too. Like you know, I can sling <laughs> yeah. the rock too. So, um, so yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm fully prepared to to play at rookie minicamp if the Titans ask me to. Okay. All right. I look, I kind of hope they do now. <laughs> yeah. So, so don't be surprised if on, on, you know, on, on Twitter, you see videos of, of, of me, you know, running, like doing routes on air or whatever, and, and, you know, getting it in. Uh, so <laughs> good. Somebody Everyone's needs to push gonna, those guys. Yeah. Jim White's going to be like, who's this new, wait a minute. That this new Titans wide receiver looks a lot like Ben Arthur. (laughs) He's full pads, but he's got slacks on. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Reporter and team. Like that'd be crazy. Like covering the team. And I have unique insight of like working with the team too. Like Titans could use that dual threat, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle!
Shout out to Ben Arthur. Love that dude. Um, Jack. So Mike Keith, the voice of the Titans and the voice of the Titan up podcast. Uh, you know, not, not enough people give him enough credit for That's that. That's true. And the voice of the BGA Wildcats, by the way. Okay. Well, enough people give him credit for that. Uh, <laughs> he uh, recently said that he could see the Titans going after a veteran wide receiver this off season. Yeah. He um, made, he made an appearance on one Oh four, five, the zone. And he had, he had something to say. So, which, which Jack, that was kind of, kind of goes back to um, kind of my initial take when, when all of the draft night stuff happened on, on our draft night special with A to Z sports, my initial take was, you know, especially when they signed or when they traded up to draft Malik Willis, I, I didn't dislike the pick. I dislike the pick having not um, answered the bell for a lot of their needs mm-hmm. prior to it, uh, mainly wide receiver. So like, I, look, I like Malik Willis and I'm excited that he's a Titan, but if, if, if you have Malik Willis and no one to throw to Malik Willis does, you no good. So I, you know, and, and the weapons make the quarterback better. Yeah, look at, I, look at, look at Patrick Mahomes in Kansas city versus Patrick Mahomes in Texas tech. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I'm with you. And I think that's a big problem. A lot of Titans fans had, but again, before the draft, if you would have said, Hey, you got you a receiver in the first round, you've got another cornerback, you've got a no lineman. Um, Malik Willis is on the board at 86. Do you take him? Oh yes. For I sure. think everyone says yes, but, it, but it. it's the loss of AJ Brown to get that wide receiver but where it, it kind of exactly. just puts you in a worse situation exactly. than you were before. But um, uh, so with saying that, I, I, I kind of was like, I was hoping when the draft, when all the dust settled from the draft, I was kind of hoping like, man, there's got to be another answer out there. There's got to be another move that the Titans have left in their pocket. Kind of like when the draft ended last year, I didn't, I didn't feel like the Titans needed to make another move, but when the, the talk started swirling about Julio Jones, that certainly, you know, that buttered my biscuit. So <laughs> I I'm kind of hoping that John Robinson has another summer deal left in his, in his arsenal for this he, season. So in the past he has, right? He's been pretty active after the draft when yeah. it comes to bringing in veterans. I'll read a few of the guys he's brought in. Obviously, let's start with Titans Hall of Famer Andre Johnson. He Legend. went out and brought Mark Mariani back. Um, Josh Klein, Dennis Kelly, a couple of linemen that he went after. Obviously, Dennis Kelly came in through the Doriel Green-Beckham trade. Um, Darius Jennings, you remember DJ? He was a wide receiver, mostly handled kick return duties. Eric Decker, oh, I wish they would have never done that. Um, <laughs> so those are just a few of the guys that Robinson and not just Robinson, but the Titans have gone out and gotten after the conclusion of the draft in May um, and June. But Mike Keith, he, he, he went on 104.5 and they asked him, you know, do the Titans have another move at him at the wide receiver position? Mike Keith said, quote, there's still some veterans floating around and don't be shocked if the Titans nab a veteran in the next few weeks who's out there. Now the Titans once again have flexibility to be able to bounce around and potentially do some things. So, you know, not only do they need a guy, but they now have the ability to go out and get one. And I get it. The, the, the wide receiver well does not, you know, runneth over, right? It is, <laughs> no, it is yeah, a very no. dry well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just a few of the guys out there, Ben mentioned a couple of them, Jarvis Landry, Will Fuller, the Titans love a good Texan. Will and John Robinson loves him an injured receiver. Will Fuller fits the bill for that. 
It's Will yeah. Fuller V, just for those that, you know, in case you're wondering if it was one of the first four Will Fullers. No, this is Will Fuller <laughs> V that we're talking he, about. He's the fifth. Um, but he missed, uh, I think he only caught four balls last year. He broke his finger and suffered a setback, never really got to play. And that's different than an ACL injury, right. certainly. Right. But Will Fuller has a history of being injured constantly. And yeah, it's and it's we know he can torch the Titans. It's can he torch other teams as well as he torches the Titans? <laughs> exactly. <'cause>... And <laughs> another guy, Odell uh, Odell Beckham, right? He Robert Woods tore his ACL 14 weeks before OBJ did. So OBJ is a signing you make for December and the playoffs. The right. Titans, the Titans need a guy that can play week one through four in case Robert Woods isn't a full go. Right. So I you need someone right away. That yeah. OBJ would be that guy for the Titans. Now another team may do it, like the Ravens may do it, or somebody like that. I don't, I don't think the Titans should do it. Um, there are a few other guys. Cole Beasley has been thrown around out there. I'm interested in Emmanuel Sanders. Now, sure. Uh, you, you look here, here's the thing about Emmanuel Sanders. He's 35 years old. He's yeah. an old guy. But whoa, look at what whoa. he did. Easy, easy he, when you throw around <laughs> old guy when you say 35-year-old, okay? Just, I, I knew just, that was coming. Yeah, chill, dude. But the thing about Emmanuel Sanders is, yeah, sure, he's 35, and he'll wear down throughout the season most likely. But look at what he did in Buffalo with Cole Beasley, with Dawson Knox, with Stephen yeah. Diggs, with, with threats besides him in that offense. The first six games, he caught 24 passes for 413 yards and four touchdowns. That's almost 70 yards a game in the first six games for Emmanuel Sanders. Theoretically, you would hopefully only need Emmanuel Sanders for the first six games and then whatever else you can get out of him from you know, that. Yeah, well, that, that, yeah that's when you that's when you need him the most is those exactly. first six games. Yes. Like, uh, yeah, because you don't want him to fall off a cliff after those first six games. And I'm not because... saying, hey, cut ties with Emmanuel Sanders halfway through the season. No. Yeah. You, no, you can, but you but you're saying to, his, his to bridge that gap of when we know Robert Woods will be actually fully healthy, ready to go. Exactly. And, you know, he may be healthy, ready to go by week one, but it's good to have a guy like Emmanuel Sanders, who if Robert Woods doesn't, you know, take 100% of the snaps on offense, he isn't comfortable doing that just yet. You have Emmanuel Sanders to step in, fill in, and also be a pretty, you know, productive third receiver, right? Because you've got NWI behind him. NWI is great for being the first guy off the bench for the Titans at that wide receiver position. That's where, that's where he should excel, right? Yeah. He took a big step last year. He did some things he hadn't, wasn't really expected to do. And you liked what you saw out of him, but I don't think you, you know, should go in with NWI and then a host of castaways behind him. No, you're right. And I, I think NWI, if NWI is going to make that leap again, I think it's, you have to have him prove it. Uh, on the field in games uh, before you give him a bigger role than he has currently. Um, I, I don't think you can, I don't think you can just go ahead and like bank like, Oh, he's going to be our wide receiver two or our wide receiver, even three at that point. I, I, I agree with you. I think he's, he's got to come off of the bench until further notice until he can actually show you something on the field in a game. And you're right. And, and last year he was 10 times better than he was the year before. I'm hoping he can be 10 times better this year than he was even last year. So I hope he continues that progression. Um, yeah, absolutely. And another thing about Emmanuel Sanders, you mentioned how Will Fuller kills the Titans. Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, it's Will Fuller V. Will Fuller V, sorry. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, he did some damage against the Titans in that game last year when the Titans faced the Bills. I think he 
caught over 90 yards receiving four balls, five balls. So, I mean, I mean, the guy can still get it done against good teams. I think he proved yeah. that the first, you know, quarter of the season last year. Now, some of the guys that we're looking at that are still available, let me pull up the list. You've got Julio Jones out there. I don't think he's coming back anytime. Hey, wait, wait hold on. Why not? Uh, what do you think, Julio uh, Jones? I mean, why not at this point? That's, you're right. Look, you, you and I say it all the time. We don't do our job unless we don't. If we see a free agent, we don't picture them in two-tone blue first. T.Y. Hilton? That, we could get a really good picture of, of Julio Jones yeah, in we, two-tone blue. Yeah, that's pretty clear, crystal clear. T.Y. Hilton, 32 years old, former Colt. His career kind of fell off cliff quickly, didn't it? Yeah, uh, he kind of went MIA there. T.Y. went MIA. Cole Beasley, another guy, 33 years old, could fit in that slot category. But the Titans, again, even with slot receivers, they like to have big bodies. I don't Wait, know Cole what was that? Sorry, what was the name you just said? Cole Beasley. Oh, Cole Beasley. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Keelan Cole, another guy who's just, I feel so bad for Keelan Cole, Austin. He's played with the Jaguars and he's played with the Jets. I mean, who who really knows what Keelan Cole could be? He's 29 he, yeah. years old and nobody has an idea because he's never had a quarterback. I know. God love him. You know, ugh. you just, you just like imagine like saying like, Oh, I've, Oh, you played in the NFL. Oh, who'd you play for? Uh, the jets and the Jaguars. <laughs> yeah. Like, so did you play in the NFL? <laughs> he spent his career, NFL career in purgatory, but then, uh, you know, it's a bunch of older guys going down the list. You've got Adam Humphreys is on this list. By the way, Adam Humphreys being 28 years old is a surprise to me. That guy was 34 in my mind. But well, I bet his knees 30... are about 44. I was going to say his, his, I think his brain is now 34. Yeah, brain too. But so, uh, of those guys, are there, are, is there one? And I know Jarvis Landry, who kind of had some criticism for Tannehill in his time in Miami, despite having a couple really good seasons um, together. Are there, is there a guy on that list that you would like to see them go get? Yeah, I, I, I've never even really fully considered Jarvis Landry, Landry, just because I just don't think it's, I, I, don't, I don't think, think the, it's possible. The fit is there, and I don't think it's possible, right? Um, I loved the OBJ stuff, uh, but again, that's that's doesn't answer the here and now. Mm -hmm. But I think you might have talked me into Emmanuel Sanders, dude. I like it. I, I do I, like you know he's like he's of, of the bowler. names we've listed. I think that is. That's the guy, right? I and mean, like you can use his age against him in contract talks too. It's not like he's going to break the bank for you, just one year on you know you know whatever it is four five six million dollars. Hopefully, could get it done there. I mean, but you pay Jeff Swain three and a half million dollars. Emmanuel Sanders' agent's going to come in and be like, "Dude, this guy on your roster, you paid three and a half million dollars. His name is Jeff Swain. I, yeah. I think my client's got a little more of a track record than this dude. So it, that, that could make things tougher." Although Jeff Swain provides a blocking aspect that Emmanuel Sanders will never be asked to do. Uh, let me throw a name your way. What about Alan Hearns? Former, former uh, Jag, former Cowboy. He had that devastating leg injury on primetime, I, I remember. Stater. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's Really right. bad break. It may have been in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I'm, I'm not big on him. Marquise Goodwin? Burner. Track star, right? Uh, 31 years old. I mean, you know, Former he's available. Guy, he's a, yeah. Currently a free agent. 
A favorite um, of National Native and BGA graduate C.J. Beathard when he was in San Francisco. I'm honestly just trying to name as many names as we can because uh, we did promise at the top of this podcast that if the Titans sign someone, we will Mo- have named them. I saw D.D. Westbrook and Mohamed Sanu on there. I'd yes. like to stay as far away from them as possible. I, I would agree with that. Although Mohamed Sanu and Robert Woods, weren't they both teammates? Uh, where? In, 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 was it Buffalo or no? Where? Where were they teammates? I don't know that they were teammates because Muhammad were Sanu. They not? He was a Falcon. He was a Patriot recently. Muhammad Sanu around, would be though. great for like puns. Like think about the fun. He we would be have. a perfect remember the Titan. Oh, right. Uh, oh, here's a good remember the Titan. Chester Rogers. He's available. Should we pick him up? Maybe give him a chance. I think I think Kyle Phillips kind of says uh, <laughs> no to that. Right. Okay. What about Cameron Batson? Ooh, I do love a good bat sign. Uh, Tajay Sharp, ever heard of him? Huh? <laughs> Half of these dudes played for the Titans at one point, so it's just sad. Or Courtney Davis. Not Courtney Davis. Courtney. With a Q? Yeah, with a Q. There was a he, guy on the I believe a few seasons that, ago named yeah, Courtney. Yeah, I know. He had that earring. I remember. Um, <laughs> I believe Courtney Davis with a Q was the guy who caught – a bunch of touchdowns in that seven OT game between AM and LSU. So, oh there, my gosh, I think you're right. For you. Yeah. Wow. There, that's the only kind of, yeah, Texas AM. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he, uh, and uh, Tavon Austin. How about Tavon Austin? If you're going to go Austin, I think you go Calvin Austin, but he's off the board and in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Or Hoff. Um, what well, about Danny right. Amendola? Kyle Phillips is the Danny Amendola. Yeah, right. We don't need any <laughs> we don't need two Danny Amendola receivers. Nobody. We don't like. Yeah, people are gonna be like, "What are you? Was this the Tennessee Titans or the BYU Cougars? Why do you have so many white wide receivers?" Uh, the uh, Deshaun Jackson, huh? Huh? Oh man, that's tough. Um, he could fill that void that Algie Crumpler left. You'd have to hire the like a, right before the goal line. You'd you'd have to hire like an entirely different. HR and PR team for him though. He said some things. He said some things. Let's just Oh, I'm sure. Up. Yeah. Deshaun Jackson. Um, I mean he yeah. Do you not do you remember what he said? No, I don't remember. There was there was a there was a thing um where he had to eventually go like tour the Holocaust to get some Oh gosh. Oh my Holocaust gosh, Museum. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. It's about the oh geez. Yeah, I don't, so. Man, I'll tell you what. I, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, the uh, person's name who gets thrown around way too much in today's society. I'm not even going to say it because I don't want to get canceled. But just the H word, you know, weird Michael Jordan mustache. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, former, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Former uh, Reich of uh, you don't want Germany. To talk about that guy. That yeah. guy. That I feel guy's like no people good. just bring him up just way too often. He gets way too much play these days. Um uh albert wilson that's the only other name i'm going to throw out albert wilson do you do do you know i don't like a res- wilson? no but i don't like i feel like he played for the dolphins but i he don't did. he did well done yeah so I, I i don't like receivers named albert if you're gonna right. be albert be a monster d lineman or a monster offensive lineman yeah you gotta I, be fat I, to be albert I don't trust an Albert. Imagine a quarterback named Albert. You know, like you just can't. It's oh, not. Yeah, he's not going to be it, much. If you're look, if you're a uh, if you're expecting or you plan on having kids in your future, 
if you want him to be a successful athlete, don't name him Albert. Albert okay. doesn't work. Doesn't work. Uh, in football, I should say. The last Albert great Pujols. Albert was probably, yeah, Albert Pujols and then Albert Hainsworth. Albert Pujols, by the way, looks like Albert Hainsworth now. Yeah, he does. So Yeah. There's yeah. Albert, if Albert Pujols ate Albert Hainsworth, that's what Albert Pujols <laughs> looks like now. <laughs> my goodness dude <laughs> all right i think it's time to remember some people one too many dodger dogs am i right <laughs> uh okay um <laughs> and he just moved back to the midwest which we know you move back to the midwest that don't you only get fatter mm-hmm. i yeah. take it from a guy from ex- who knows from experience pump you full of corn and i moved from california and i think starch. just the flight there's the flight east alone gained i gained 10 pounds damn airline peanuts all right let's get to uh remember the titan jack uh you want to go first you want me to go first i made you go first i think the last two times so i'm going to step back up in the leadoff role okay all right do it so the guy i'm talking about here this dude is from london england and he played his college ball at penn state he was a dn for the titans And he spent a short time with the team. He was just on the roster in the 2020 season. Played in 16 games, started in nine of those games. I'm talking about Jack Justin Crawford. Oh, wow. Wow. You remember? He may have had the best steamy bald head. Like on a hot day after playing a lot (laughs) of time on defense, you take your helmet off and you know that head steams. Yeah. He, I think he had the best head steam of anybody who's ever played I, for the Titans. Dude, I remember, and Austin Stanley can attest to this, playing Brentwood Blaze football, and you and you take your helmet off after like a cold practice. And it like is cold. You, yeah, yeah. That steam, there was nothing cooler to peewee football players than the steam coming off someone's head. It was like <laughs> the coolest thing. It was like, whoa! It's like a science experiment mixed with sports. Well, if head steam makes you cool, then call Jack Crawford Miles Davis. Um, <laughs> Jack Crawford, like I mentioned, he grew up in London. Um, he had a, he, he was diagnosed diagnosed with alopecia, so Chris Rock. No jokes about Jack Crawford. Yes, it was a GI Jane joke. <laughs> so yeah, like I mentioned, Penn State played Penn State played D tackle and tight end. Um, didn't you know do a ton as a freshman, but he did get to play. I, I mean, he eventually replaced Aaron Maven and started all 13 games at the end. He ranked ninth in the big 10 and tackles for loss and 10th in sacks. This is a D a, a D end, a huge dude, by the way, we're talking about a guy who is six foot five, 275 to be able to get back to the quarterback like that. He started his career with the Oakland Raiders drafted in the fifth round. Um, he didn't do a ton. He was a backup player, only played in four games, five tackles made. Then he went to the Cowboys, uh, suffered a calf injury, and didn't get to really catch on there. So he goes to the Falcons. Now, his time with the Falcons was actually productive. Um, after Don Terry Poe left the Falcons, Jack Crawford was named the starter on that D-line, played in all 16 games, career-high 11 starts with 35 tackles, seven TFLs in 2018, six sacks, nine quarterback hurries. Then 2019, um, he got he eventually you know was passed up by a guy named Tyler Davidson goes back to being a backup then the Titans are like you know what I remember this dude in 2018 let's bring him on let's see if he does anything so the Titans sign him and he he was kind of a rotational piece on that D-line he forced one fumble he recorded 28 tackles um, and two sacks but Jack Crawford 
I remember him strictly because of the steam that came off his head when it was a cold game. That's how I remember it. I believe the Titans posted an Instagram uh, of his head steam at one point, and I was like, this guy is my favorite player. So yeah. Jack Crawford, I still remember you, buddy. Like a human volcano. Just, exactly. Yeah. I, like I, feel, <laughs> I feel like I think Open he might sauna. be. I'll have to go back and listen to all 113 episodes before this, but I'm pretty sure he might be our first Remember the Titan chosen solely for his head steam. Yeah, um, there are none coming to my to the top of my mind. He he plays for the Arizona Cardinals now, by the way. If you want an update on Jack Crawford, yeah. If you want to fo- just follow the steam, honestly, <laughs> just uh, you can you can tell where he's you know where he's playing. It's like smoke signals. Exactly. It's like it's like when they, mountain, when they when football when they choose a new pope, they just ask Jack Crawford to take his helmet off. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going with uh, a guy. Remember the Titan. It's a reason. Remember the Titan mainly because I just miss him so much, and I wish he was still on the roster. I am going, he may be number seven in your playbooks, but he's number one in your heart. D onto Foreman. All right. More like a onto Foreman. If we're giving letter grades out, he was a running back for the Tennessee Titans, uh, went to the university of Texas. Uh, you're probably like, what high school do you go to Texas city? Do you want to get any guess as to where Texas city is uh, located? What state? Oh, oh, it's not Texas. I'm, I'm asking. What state is Texas City High School? It's yeah. probably got to be Texas. Your guess is Texas. You are correct. It okay, is in good. Texas, <laughs> Texas City. It's aptly named, I guess. Uh, the he was he's now playing for the Carolina Panthers. So, um, he goes from playing uh, underneath, which I guess he was signed after the Derrick Henry injury. Um. So I guess, I mean, I guess he only really played underneath him for one game, but he goes from playing underneath the best running back in football to, I don't know, maybe the second best and the most injured running back in football. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, And uh, the, after sitting out, he sat out the 2019 NFL season, had a tryout with the Titans on August 17th of 2020. Okay. September 29th, 2020, signed to the practice squad. See, I didn't even know all this, The w- that he had this history with them in the 2020 season. Then he was elevated to the active roster on October 31st for the team's week eight matchup against the Bengals. Uh, I think this is why we don't remember this. It's because uh, we all expunged that game against the Bengals out of our memory because that was an awful game. I'll never forget that game up in Paul Brown stadium, that those damn shadows that that stadium creates. Uh, he reverted to the practice squad after the game. And then he was promoted to the active roster November 7th. And uh, yeah, da, 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 da. this is, this is all boring. Uh, he appeared in six games as a backup to Derrick Henry and finished the 2020 regular season with 22. That They keep saying the 20. Oh, Oh, this was, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, he finished the 2020 regular season with 22 rushes and 95 yards. I can, Jack, am I nuts? I completely forgot he was a Tennessee Titan in 2020. No, yeah, he was. And then I believe after that season, he went back to Houston and then back to the Titans and now he, in Carolina. Close. He went back to the Falcons. Falcons, okay. He went back to the Falcons and then, um, Yes. Yeah. He went back to the Falcons was like a practice squad guy for the Falcons. And then second stint with the Titans, November 2nd, 
2021, a day after the freaking Derrick Henry injury news. Mess up by Arthur Smith down there. I mean, he had Deontay Foreman. He was running a wide receiver at running back for the entirety of last season. And sure, it worked. But I mean, after watching what Foreman did with the Titans, Arthur Smith's got to be like, damn, I let that one get away. Form and and I mean, look, there's there's extenuating extenuating circumstances. I mean, it could just. I mean, the Falcons' O line probably not as good as the Titans' O line. Yeah, and they kind of year. put a lot of eggs in Mike Davis's basket, which is never right. a good basket to put any eggs in. <laughs> so uh, Deonta Foreman, his second stint with the Titans, obviously much better, where he uh, rushed for over 100 yards uh, in the game against the the Patriots. The first time the Titans had two. 100 yard rushers because Dontrell Hilliard also mm-hmm. rushed for 100 yards in that game. And still managed to lose. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. I was, I was get, I was not going to get to that, but uh, first time they've had 200 yard rushers in a single game since Chris Johnson, Lendell White in 2008, and then uh, two weeks later against the Jaguars, scored his first rushing touchdown. I think we all remember that game. That was great. Uh, and the uh. He put up 100 yards against the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. Another game we'd like to forget. So really, whenever Deonta Foreman went over 100 yards, they were all games that we'd want or forget. And he almost <laughs> he almost went for over 100 in the in the playoff game because if you remember, he ran the ball very well in the in the playoff game. Oh yeah, um, yeah. In he, fact, he, he probably should have. You could argue he probably should have gotten more carries in the playoff game than he did. That um, might that might have been the one time the Titans could have won with him running over 100 yards. Yeah, the one time Noel, the one, the one time he rushed for over 100 yards, that was a good game against the Miami Dolphins in that rain game when they the Titans won 34 to three. But my man day. put up like he put up a hell of a season in like replace of Derrick Henry. Like you lose the best running back in the sport, and you get Deonta Foreman just come stepping right in and like still and like contributing like it's- right off the bat. I don't Isn't think any nuts? of us expected that. The, the Titans have like no luck when it comes to finding receivers, but when it comes to just finding running backs, whether it's under oh, yeah. a rock or in the draft, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's money every single time. Remember Chris Brown? You know, like oh yeah, like, I first think down Brown. They got some juice out of uh, uh, Travis Henry for a little bit. Like, or he was a thousand yard rusher. I like they, I'm telling you, you're right, dude. Like the Titans have like always, I think that's one of the reasons why I put all my eggs in the Bishop Sankey basket. Yeah. Again, another the basket. record was so solid. Another basket. You should never put all your eggs in. No, bad <laughs> um, uh, fun fact about uh, Deonta. He's got a twin brother, Armonte, who also played college football for the Texas Longhorns as a wide receiver. Mm. How about that? And while attending Texas, Foreman became a member of the Big 12 Commissioner's Honor Roll in the fall of 2014, which should not be mistaken with the Big 12 standard for squat lift. Which you which, said. Which, look, I don't, I don't want to toot my own <laughs> horn here. But yeah, yeah, I, I, back in my day, I could put up, up well over 600 You don't need any commissioner's squatting. list to tell you that you, yeah. you're a good football player. As long as you hit the average squat. Right. You know, like, that. and that's, think about that. All the running backs in the big 12 at that time. And we're talking like a, a big 12 that featured like Adrian Peterson, uh, Tony Temple out of Missouri, uh, whoever the hell was at Kansas because they were kind of good then. Um, that was like the two years Kansas was good. I mean, uh, uh, you went on this quest to like prove how great the running backs were. And all, all we've gotten is AP and Tony Temple. Uh, hang on. Uh, 
Ricky Williams at Texas. No, this is way out. That's Ricky true. Williams was at Texas. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jack, you start to close this out. You give all the all the uh, Instagram. I'm gonna see if I can look up Big Twelve running backs in 2006. All right, you get on it, guys. On the way out, make sure you're following the podcast. We we love to interact with you guys on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, you can follow us at Tighten Up Pod. On Instagram, we are at Tighten Up Podcast. On Twitter, follow both of us. He is at Austin Huff. Very funny timeline, very funny uh, tweets, videos from Cork Vats, all that stuff. You want to be following Austin if you're not already. I don't know what you're doing if you're not. Oh, here I we go. At Jack A. Gentry. You can also follow me there to, to keep up with the latest Titans news, the Grizzlies news, some gambling news. I do it all. So give me a follow as well. Make sure you subscribe and rate five stars to the A to Z Sports Podcast feed where you can find the Tighten Up Podcast, which you should properly review as four and a half stars for the tough idiots and a half star for Buck. Okay, so the the idiot at Kansas in like when they were starting to get good was uh, named John Cornish. You probably don't remember him because he went to Kansas and they never produced anything worthwhile of football. Mm. But uh, the um, how about here's some names and here's some like remember those guys names. These are great names. Brandon, Brandon Jackson out of Nebraska. Okay. Starting. I'm starting slow. Okay. John Cornish out of Kansas. Adrian Peterson out of Oklahoma, as we already mentioned. How that about this not one? like the others. Yes. Javorski Lane. Do you remember Javorski Lane out of Texas A&M? No, I was like 10 years old when these guys were playing. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were still, you know, playing with your wee-wee. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, playing with the Wii, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, playing with your Nintendo Wii-Wii. <laughs> And uh, how about this for a name? Jamal freaking Charles out oh, of Texas. Yeah. I doubt he squatted a lot, though. Are you, like, trying to take the wind out of my <laughs> sails? Like, I got one good thing. I wasn't even the leading rusher in the spring I game. Feel like he, I, I feel like Jamal Charles had some chicken legs. Uh, he, he had chicken legs. He was a, he was a No, a Jamal Charles, guy. dude. He was one of the best Chiefs running backs in the history of that franchise. Is that is that or is there any more guys on the list? Um, no, I'm I'm seeing if there's I'm that that was those were just guys that like got um, what were they? They were all all Big Twelve conference, oh, okay, all conference. Okay. Yeah, well that that's awesome though. A, a, to to I'm sure AP wasn't average, but to keep up with the average that he factored in on, I, that's something to that's a feather. DeMarco Murray was at Oklahoma in 2007, so. I mean, DeMarco Murray was there. DeMarco Murray, that? yeah. He, former he, Titan, former remember the Titan. That's true. Um, yeah. I think he's a coach at Oklahoma now. I've actually tried to get him on the podcast before, but didn't work. Well, keep, try harder, dude. If at first you don't succeed, you try, try again. Yeah, and until that's there's one, a restraining order filed against you. That's that's when you know you've done <laughs> – You've, you've worked your ass off. They finally I, noticed me. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, look, all pub is good pub for the Titan Up Pod, right? That's How true. great Maybe would we it do be? Need a restraining order. Jim Wyatt writes up a story. Well, no, he wouldn't write up because Ben gets restraining up. order against Titan Up Podcast. If we got someone to get a restraining order against this <laughs> podcast, that would be incredible. Oh, all right. That's our new goal. That's our goal for 20. Get a restraining order. Okay. Yes. I that and get, get our I think squad actually, numbers up. We could make that happen pretty quickly. Yeah. Oh, easily. Okay. Uh, so you did all the housekeeping. Jack, do you got anything for the road? Yes, I do. Matter of fact, it's a complaint, okay. by the way. 
Okay. Well, it's a good. It's a. It's a. It's a compliment and a complaint. A double I have no comp. Yeah, where you're where you're going with this? So I went to the Nashville SC game the other day. The new stadium. It was on Sunday. I went to the game. Awesome Geodis experience. Park. Great park. However, you got to walk like two miles to get out of there. It's like forty-five minutes to even get to an Uber pickup zone. If you don't, if you don't park, which it takes even longer to get out. So my complaint is the wait time involved in getting out. It was a thrilling two nothing win, right? And I'm not a big soccer guy. I went to check out the park and have some fun. Yeah, yeah sure. I won a couple of dollars gambling on the game, but getting out of the stadium was such a just disgusting process that by the time I got home, I was like, the thrill of the win is completely worn off. So they got to do something about getting in and out of that place. They close off too yeah. many roads. There's got to be that's more why traffic. there's that's why there's not as many soccer fans in America. It's because you have to walk so much. Yeah, exactly. Gosh. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. And speaking of walking, uh, I think it's time. Uh, while we're talking about other national sports, I think it's time for a few people down there at the corner of Bridge uh, of Lower Broad and uh, Fifth Avenue to take start walking. If you know what I mean? Walking uh-huh. to Cancun. That's where they're walking. Well, yeah, no, the, the whole team is, but I'm saying there's a few people that I think in charge oh, need to yeah. take a hike. Old man David Poyle, time may come to an end. I'd love to see Barry Trotz back in that seat, by the way. He was just canned from New York. Maybe John, maybe he's done coaching. Maybe a GM role would fit him well. I don't know. He, and I know I should save this for our Pred, Pred Up podcast. Um, but we have, uh, a, we have the Nash cast, or I believe it's on the Preds. Okay, Val's so you're getting a little more bang for your buck here with this. Yeah, yeah. Remember, four and a half stars to the Titan Up Idiots, 0.5 stars to Buck. Uh, John Hines, the guy is what? He's, he's, I think he's three and 12 all time in the playoffs or something. It's something ridiculous like that. Yeah. He's won three playoff games in, or no, he's won in his entire career. He's won four playoff games in four playoff appearances. How is it that the only coach that's won in the playoffs actually had hair on his head? I mean, sure, Barry Trotz won a, won a series or two here, but Laviolette, for the most part, did all the winning. He had all the hair. I think, hired I think ball that, guy. That, that's who we need to target. We need I to love tar- Barry Trotz, target. Uh, Barry Trotz is great. And Barry Trotz did the ultimate FU by winning a cup after leaving Nashville. Like, that was well done for Barry Trotz. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't Titan, do that. He never uh, won the, a cup, did he? Oh, yeah, like Washington. Yeah, with the Caps. Yeah. yeah. And then the Caps let him walk. Mm-hmm. And then he nearly did it again the next year with um, yeah. uh, the Islanders. Uh, what you need to do, what the Preds need to do is hire someone with hair. Okay, there you go. There's your Preds analysis here on the Tighten Up podcast brought to you by A to Z Sports. Um, that would disqualify me from the job as well. Are you are you balding? I mean, not, balding is a relative term, but you know. <laughs> the, my hairline is not getting any better, that's for sure. I'm getting my hair cut this week. I got it. I gave it to my wife for a Mother's Day present. Ooh, that's cute. And that's also cute. serial killer. Is it? Wait, I'm not gave... giving her my hair. I just giving I I I'm gifting her with she Oh, really I thought you were getting your hair cut and putting it in a box. Oh gosh, no. Okay. All right. On that note, we're yeah, we're getting out of here. That's when you know we've overstayed our welcome. <laughs> uh all right. Subscribe to the podcast, rate review. We appreciate it. We love you guys. You guys are literally the best listener audience in all of podcasts and we appreciate the support that you give this stupid ass podcast. oh if you're around by now what are you doing come on what you like you're me. like i i tuned to this podcast for 
for Titans analysis, and I here I am. I'm I'm hearing one of the guys talk about gifting his wife with some hair. Yeah, and then right. Preds conversation. It got off the rails. Yeah, we're it's been a while since we had one of these though. I like this it. is our time to go. We just didn't have that much Titan stuff to talk about this time. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're getting out. Uh, Jack, until next week. <laughs> Tighten up. up. They're the Tennessee Titans, they're the Tennessee Titans.